You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 years old every single day over the next 10 years. And how many of them will be able to achieve their dream of retirement? I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Baby boomers are described as the generation born between 1946 and 1964, according to the Pew Research Center. And some reports say that only one-third of this population, estimated to be around 70 million people, have enough money saved to get them through what could be 30 more years of life. In fact, approximately $1 million in investments is what's needed to do that. And a majority of those boomers have their savings in the stock market which has done very well for them over the past decade. But historically, stocks don't always go up. In fact, they never do. You don't want to face retirement and suddenly be in the midst of a downturn, watching your 30 years of hard-earned savings and investment just wash away overnight, like it did for so many just 10 years ago. Our guest today has found another way. He's been following our 10 Properties 12-Year Program and was able to retire last year and live off some of the rental income and use the balance to pay down his remaining five mortgages. He's been on our show before, and he's back. So, Walt, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Thanks, Kathy. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful and even better after we received your email telling us what you're up to. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, so you have a lot of experience. I know you have 10 properties, I think, all in one area in the Ohio region? Ohio and Indiana. Okay. So half and half. Okay. And you're on the pay it off quickly plan, right? So tell (laughs) me about that. How's that going? It's going very well. Uh, We um, had done originally a, a 1031 exchange back in 2014, and from and that was from a, a property we had in Northern California. It was a condominium that we sold, and from the proceeds of that, we were able to uh, purchase uh, five properties in Ohio, and through that, and also investing in Indiana, we've been able to pay down the bulk of those mortgages uh, much quicker than we expected, so we're we're in the process of uh, hitting the 10 for 10 uh, program. So 10 properties in 10 years and own them free and clear. Oh, that's amazing. I know I've been a little bit more conservative saying it could take maybe up to 15 years to, you know, take the cash flow from all 10 properties to pay off one. But it sounds like in your case, you might be able to do it more quickly. Yeah. And the reason we're able to do it is because the amount of equity that we were able to attain in the 1031 exchange and roll that equity in, our down payment instead of being 20, 25% was uh, much greater. And because of that, the cash flow we're getting from these properties is much higher because we're less debt. And so we're able to uh, churn through the uh, debt much quicker and take those proceeds and pay off the uh, mortgages. So you started with one 1031 exchange, but that only helped you buy five properties. So how did you get the other 10 or so? Correct. Well, the other five, we literally just took some money and went ahead and purchased the other five properties with just cash that we had that uh, felt we wanted to invest with. Okay. So one was a 1031 exchange and one was just uh, savings or... uh, Correct. Exactly. 
Okay, wonderful. And you have done the plan uh, where you take all the cash flow and pay down one mortgage. Did you have 10 mortgages at one time? We had 10 mortgages at one time, and we've been able to pay down four of those mortgages. So we have uh, six left, and all we're doing is just paying off those mortgages. And once they're paid off, you know, we'll own these properties free and clear. Well, and I bet it's really accelerating now that you have four of them free and clear. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, as you pay them off, it accelerates quicker because you've got more cash coming in. And so even though we were on that 10-10 plan, I think we're going to be done before 10 years. I'm pretty sure of it. Wow, that's amazing. Have you seen some equity growth on those properties as well since you bought them? Yeah, we have. Um, you know, it's not, I think, as you know, a lot of your webinars have stated and, and also what's pretty common in the Midwest is you get about a 2 to 3% equity growth each year. What we have found is the last two years that the equity has actually grown uh, a little bit more. The property values have gone up, and I think it's just because of the lack of available properties. Um, Even when we did the 1031 exchange, when we purchased the property in 2014 and we sold the property in 2018 in that four-year period, instead of about a 2 to 3% increase, we actually got closer to a 30% increase in appreciation. And I think it was just because we bought these properties in 2014, they were depressed, the prices were much lower, and now the prices have increased that much more. Yeah, and you just couldn't possibly build a house for the price that you paid for it, or even maybe for what it's worth today. Yeah. In fact, you know, it, it's interesting. These properties, all of them, on average, the cost per square foot of what we paid was in the mid $60 range, about $65 a square foot, which you can't, you can't build anything for that. No. Maybe a tiny home, but I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So you're from California. A lot of people from California don't understand the concept of cash flow. And when they think about going into an area that has 2% appreciation, they just scratch their heads. They don't get it. So how did you get over the excitement of appreciation in California to cash flow elsewhere? Okay. So what we did is, first of all, we started listening to you back in 2011, 2012. Uh, when you were doing your uh, show on, I think it was on KSFO in the Bay Area. And, you know, you brought up a lot of things about, you know, cash flow. And we had invested at that time already in the Bay Area and properties were really depressed at that point. So we were getting appreciation. Cash flow wasn't bad, but it was really a lot of appreciation we're getting. And we were deciding that long term, if we want to retire, you know, appreciation is great, but it doesn't pay the bills. What you need is cash flow. And so what we decided is, and we met with uh, Ben Smith, and sitting down with Ben kind of laid out, we've got some properties that are appreciating in value with not great cash flow, but we want to get properties with cash flow so we can get closer to retirement. And so he had recommended, you know, different parts of the country um, and specifically was focusing in the uh, Midwest area, you know, Ohio, Indiana, uh, places like that. And so we kind of took the jump and that's what we decided. So from a diversification standpoint, what we now have is we have properties that give us the cash flow, which is the Midwest, 
And then we have properties in the Bay Area, which um, have appreciated, but now also have increased rents, have provided additional cash flow that we didn't expect. Interesting. Okay, so you kept some in, I was going to ask if you had any regrets selling because prices have gone up so much, but like you said, you balanced it out. Right, exactly. So, you know, the reason we kind of approached it this way is that up until the last couple of years, you could go into parts of Florida and parts of Texas, like Dallas and Houston, and you could get still pretty decent cash flow. But those properties now, you're not getting the cash flow you used to get because the property values have gone up. But now what you're getting is appreciation. And because of that, we've kind of elected to not go into those markets because we already have that in Northern California and some of the properties we have in California. Now, would you consider selling now any of your properties in California or are you happy with what you're getting? We're pretty happy with what we're getting, but you know, there's always those opportunities out there. If we, uh, uh, for example, I know in Birmingham, um, you know, there's properties that have not only good cash flow, but their costs are pretty good in comparison to, you know, older properties. And these are new properties that they're offering. And it's pretty amazing uh, the cash flow you can get out of those properties. So that's, you know, it's one market we're looking at is, is possibly there. Uh, we're also considering maybe going into uh, Columbus as another market. Uh, we're, we're also thinking about Detroit, which, again, those markets are much more cash flow intense and not much uh, appreciation. However, Detroit seems to be appreciating at a pretty rapid pace because of uh, the jobs coming into that marketplace. Well, and also because prices were just so below what they really depressed. should have been. Yeah, just yeah very exactly. Yeah, interesting. Well, I do often wonder if what has been is what will be. In other words, we absolutely know that the strongest job growth and population growth over the next 10 years will be to the southeast. So Correct. It, it could be that everything we've said about those areas will no longer be true. They may no longer be cash flow markets in 10 years if, if prices continue to rise. But Correct. Uh, we'll see. And interestingly enough, even though Portland and Seattle have had pretty strong job and population growth, it's not necessarily slated to, to continue to do that over the next 10 years. So again, interesting, because so many people thought, well, I can just sell here in California, get better cash flow just going a little bit north, not have to go all the way across the country. Right. So let's talk about that, because you were used to owning property near you that you could drive by. And mm -hmm. what did you have to do in order to feel comfortable buying properties that you, you, know, you couldn't see, couldn't touch, couldn't drive by? Okay. So I think it's a great question. And it comes up when I talk to people and they go, well, how can you invest in something that's so far away? And I tell them that it's all about due diligence and it's your comfort with the PM, the property manager that you're using and also the affiliate that you're buying from. Uh, so I'm a big believer in due diligence. And so what does that mean? That means you listen to the podcasts or you listen to the webinars or you go to the webinars. That's number one. Number two, you do some research. Just check those markets out on your own. And thirdly, you know, you contact the affiliates and you talk to them about you know, why their market is great and what they have to offer. And you do the due diligence of actually going out there and visiting with them. If you're making an investment in property, and let's say you're buying a $100,000 home and you're putting 25% down, 
that's $25,000. And with closing costs, you're probably close to twenty eight to 30000 Well, if you're going to spend that kind of money to get on a plane and to spend a day at a city and tour with an affiliate and meet their property management and meet the people in their office and see the properties, that's a small cost. It's, it's like insurance. It's a small price, price to pay. And that's kind of the way we have approached our investments is go to the market that you want to invest in and do the due diligence and also look at a before property, look at a property that's in transition, and then look at a property that has been completely finished. And that way you know what you're getting in terms of the affiliate and their ability to uh, turn a property and also understand what they offer with their property management. Are they doing it? Is a third party doing it? And then the last thing I will always do and what we've done is we always ask for references. You know, who else with real wealth are you doing investments through? And get their names, talk to those people and ask them what their experience has been. And once you've done all those things, then you have to have, you you just put a stake in the ground, you make a decision. Is this a marketplace I want to go into or not? And uh, what about inspections and appraisals? Do you get those? And if so, what do you look for? Absolutely. So inspections are an absolute must. I mean, you, you have to have an inspection. And even when we do inspections, what we've always done is we've talked to the company, done, again, research, go online, look at the company. Are they legit? How long have they been in business? You know, what kind of ratings do they have either on Yelp or Google? Just to get a, a sense. And then once you get the inspection report, really go through the report to identify what are the things that need to be taken care of and making sure that those things are taken care of before you close the deal. And so you have to manage an affiliate as well as you have to manage the property management company. You know, when you make investments like this, you can't just give people your money and walk away because surprises can happen and you don't want to be surprised. And we have been surprised. <laughs> you know, you, you learn your lessons. Yeah. And so what are those lessons? What would you like to share with our listeners who are on the fence or just, uh, yeah. Well, lessons, are, I think lessons are if you have invested in a, in a house or a duplex or whatever it may be, Take a look to see, you know, what the income is like and what the expenses are. And if you notice that the expenses constantly are coming through, it's a red flag. It's either a red flag of the tenant that's in there, or it could be a red flag of the property management company. And I'm referring to places that you're managing a way that you can't touch and see because they're not, you know, within driving distance. And you know, if you see something that doesn't look right, talk to the affiliate or the property management to find out why are expenses high or why are the rents late. So those are things you, you want to be checking into. The other thing is, it goes back to due diligence. Find out before you invest in a marketplace from other investors what their experience has been with either that affiliate or that particular property management company. You know, what what's gone well and what hasn't gone well. And what hasn't gone well, how quickly was it rectified? And would they stay with either that property management company or not? That is awesome information. Thank you. 
Yeah, and we, and you know, you, you kind of put out your dirty laundry, and we we did have in one of the marketplaces some challenges, both with the affiliate and with their property management, and we ended up making a change to a different property management company. And even that property management company, after a year, we decided, you know, things aren't going as well as we had hoped. Um, and that was even after doing our due diligence. And a lot of it had to do with that property management company had changed their philosophy of not continuing to manage single family residences, but they were starting to focus more on syndications and more on apartment management. And so we made another change. And so now we're on our third property management company in this marketplace. And knock on wood, we've been with them for nine months and things have been great. But again, before we made that change, we got on a plane, we flew out there, we met with them, we visited their offices, met their personnel, asked to see some of the properties they were managing, did our due diligence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, property management is not an exact science, but uh, no. They're getting better. They're getting better. They're yeah. using, you know, more tech systems, ways for you to log in and see what's happening real time. But I tell you what, 10 years ago, boy, it was, it was pretty bad. So every day it gets better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. So with all this, I don't know if you've got the free time yet, but with the plan in place, has it changed your outlook on your future or your uh, quality of life in any way? Sure. So you know, there's this term that I've used for the last few years, and that was try to get to the point of critical mass. In critical mass, my definition is when you get to the point where you're working because you want to work, not because you have to work. So there's a big statement behind that. And what it really means is that, do I want to get up and go to work or do I not want to go to work? <laughs> and if I do want to work, how hard do I want to work? So we're kind of through real wealth support and help and whatnot, you know, we've gotten to that point where we have made that decision that, you know, we don't want to work anymore. And whatever things we do want to do, we do them on our time. So we go to bed when we want at night, as late as we want, we get up in the morning when we want. And to be able to do that, you have to, yes, you have to work hard. But, you know, we've decided that we want to spend more time traveling and that's kind of what we do. So we, you know, hung the shingle out saying that uh, we're no longer going to be working. And so what we have done is we've changed our profile from being worker bees and becoming real estate professionals. So we have to, you know, put in, I think it's 750 hours a year to be a real estate professional, which we easily do through working on our properties locally or traveling to our properties to see how they're doing or participating in um, seminars, whatever it may be. But that's kind of where we've turned the table. We've changed our life around. Mm, so incredibly exciting. And it seems like, at least our experience has been that you don't have to make as much money when you can get those tax breaks of being a real estate professional, right? Yes. And that's one thing I was going to say is that there's nothing out there in this country that you can get the tax benefits like real estate. There's nothing. And, you know, the other thing that you have also with property is leverage. You don't have to be a rich person 
a wealthy person to get into real estate. You really don't. I mean, and, and I'll give you an example. Our son is a school teacher and uh, a school teacher in the Bay Area, and uh, he can't afford a house. But what he can do is he can invest in property in other parts of the country, which is what he's done. So he has taken the approach of, let me see what I can do in terms of building my wealth. Um, even though I can't do it locally, I can at least attain that somewhere else. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, the leverage of, of real estate is incredible. And the tax benefits. I mean, what the government gives you back for depreciation and is unreal. Yeah, and especially when you do, if you have one spouse that's not working and can take on those 750 hours and become the real estate professional. Exactly. Then uh, the tax breaks are uh, applied to the other person's income, which is, there have been years that Rich and I paid no taxes when we were building because of that. And then if you're not paying taxes, that's more money you can invest, right? Exactly. So that's why the, it's an incredible opportunity that the government gives you. And uh, it's, it's a shame that not more people take advantage of it because it is an opportunity. And I think one of the other things that we really like about investing in property is that, you know, one of the things that we're big believers in is to give back as much as we can to uh, tenants. And what I mean by that is treat tenants the way you want to be treated. So if there's an issue with a property, take care of it. Because if you take care of it, they'll take care of you. Because they're really what they're doing is they're paying to pay down your debt, your loan. That's really what they're doing. And it also provides them with a home. And uh, there's a lot to be said about being able to have property that you can rent to somebody for them to live in. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this has just been so great to have you here sharing after, oh, what has it been, eight years now? Yeah, eight years. In fact, before the call, I was just kind of curious. I was wondering, you know, when's the first time I went to a live show? And it was in, in Lafayette at the Lafayette Park Hotel back in August of 2013. And I think there were like 10 people in the room um, <laughs> when we were there. And I just went to the last live presentation in San Mateo. And uh, there was like 250, 300 people. So a lot has changed in the last six and a half, seven years. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it certainly has. And, you know, it has been my passion to do exactly what you said is to help people understand all the benefits, the leverage, the tax benefits. And, and it's your son, your son that is my ideal target, right? Because someone like that, you know, my family included there, how are you going to buy a place in the San Francisco Bay Area and or in LA or in a lot of places today? Uh, and until they realize, well, shoot, I don't have to, I can go buy somewhere where I can afford to buy, but I don't have to live there. Someone else will live there. When that right. aha moment happens, it's, it's a game changer. Completely. It's a complete game changer. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's the reason the room is full. I think it's also full because people are facing retirement and realizing that maybe maybe the plan they were told isn't going to work, isn't fast enough. The plan you're on, wow, 10 years to be able to acquire 10 properties with financing 
and to have all the cash flow from those properties pay off the 10 loans in 10 years. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, when I've told people that, they kind of scratch their heads. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I just show them the spreadsheet and I go, well, here's how it works. And uh, as you said earlier, it's not exactly 10 years. It can, maybe it's 12 years. It really de- it's really dependent upon what your rent's going to be on the property and how much money you're putting down. But, you know, it's not that far off. And once it starts rolling, it really snowballs. And it's so powerful. It's absolutely incredible. It really is. And, uh, and that's the one thing, you know, I, I said to Ben when I saw him a few months ago, I said, you know, you guys, you know, you and Rich and Ben and everybody else at Real Wealth, you guys have changed our lives because of what you have put together. And what's amazing is it hasn't cost us a penny, not one penny. Um, you know, it's, it's not one of those, you know, I gotchas where you go to a seminar and, oh, well, sign this. It's a thousand dollars. This is all free and it's free for the taking. Can't say enough words about it. Oh, thank you so much. That means the world. It was 10 years ago when, when I was, oh, maybe it was more like 15 years ago, I would get asked to speak at real estate investment groups and there'd be some slickster on the stage with a fancy suit getting everybody excited and motivated to run to the back of the room and buy a $10,000 program that they'd never use. And, and uh, I just, I remember saying, I have got to disrupt this. I, I you know what, how I'm going to disrupt it is I'm just going to give all this information for free. And uh, I'm so happy to fast forward and see that it's working. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, I can't wait to hear about all your travels. So we'll have to have you back on the show in about a year to okay. uh, find out <laughs> what exciting things you're doing. <laughs> all right. Will do. All right, Kathy. Thank you. And thanks again for everything you guys have done. Uh, it's really been a game changer. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. We have so much free education and information on our website to help you get started as a real estate investor, securing your hard-earned money to a hard asset. Just sign up at realwealthshow.com. It's free to join, and you'll get access to all of those free webinars and articles. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye.